I guess it's important for me to remind you what this Bella Bill constitutes. So the Bella Bill proposes significant amendments to the South African Schools Act of 1996 and the Educators Employment Act of 1998. Some of the elements contained within this bill making grade R compulsory. I said I like that yesterday. Criminalizing parental negligence in school attendance. I have no problem with that. Negligence. We're talking about negligence. Home education regulation. I, I don't have a problem with that. Language policy in schools. I do not have a problem with it unless it prevents uh, home language, mother, mother tongue education, which ultimately uh, is going to leave uh, every single kid. Well, every single kid will be advantaged by mother tongue education. Accommodating religion um, in school codes of uh, conduct and students... Um, allowing them to opt out of religious practice. I don't have a problem with that. Ban on corporal punishment. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, what problems do you have with it, Vanessa LaRue? Good morning, Clarence, and good morning to your listeners. Um, I think the ballable is the biggest contradiction that Parliament can propose to the community. Um, uh, let's, let's just take, for instance, great R is compulsory. I don't have a problem with it. I don't even have a problem with criminalizing parents around children not attending school. That's what should be done. However, you can only do it if your part is in place. That's That's the biggest contradiction with it. The great R compulsory situation was a mess from the beginning, from the end over, up to this day. There's no proper planning. There's no infrastructure. At this point, they don't even give the necessa- necessary uh, support to ECDs because they can't accommodate great our children at school. We know they only, for the past number of years, they only had two classes, great R classes at the school. Now, great R cl- is compulsory. However, they can't accommodate these children at a school. So how do you propose criminalizing parents if you are the criminal in this in this instance? Okay, so they are the criminal. So, so um, are you saying it's impossible uh, to to have mandatory or to formalize grade R's into the schooling system? You say it's 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 not physically possible, but but it's it's uh, it's a great aspiration. Is that is that what you're saying, Vanessa? It's not impossible. However, they are not doing it. Okay, so so you you saying you you you're saying it's not impossible, but you did say it's impossible. It's not impossible. They are not doing it. I'm saying if you if you come up with a law which say, and great R is compulsory. The moment you say that, you must say we have we have accommodated great R, we have infra- infrastructure yeah. for great R, all of that type of thing. I got you. So you can propose criminalization, criminalizing parents if you are a criminal in the process. Yeah. So, so yeah, the infrastructure you say is lacking within the formal schooling kind of situation. But isn't the ECD um, more privatized and maybe under the supervision of the Department of Social Development? But it's not under the Department of, the social, of social Development anymore. It's under the Department of Basic Education. Okay. And that is why we say it's a mess. 
the total handover, it was like a child they picked up somewhere and dumped on the steps of, of, social, of some kind of organization and leave, left the organization to do it. Even if you take into consideration how they treat ECD, uh, great art teachers, in schools at this point, it's a total exploitation because they expect um, great art teachers to do the work of, a, of a, um, a teacher with a degree. However, they don't get the, the salary of a teacher with a degree. And great art is such an important face in any system because that is where the foundation are being laid. But let's, they must go back to their teachers and they must go and see how they exploit these teachers under, under all of these mess that they are doing. It's a total mess. And even it, they can't admit that it's a mess. However, the people that are supposed to support them, the ECD sectors, say, uh, centers in our communities, there's no support for these, these people. So the children are clearly left to their own devices. However, they are quick to criminalize parents for them. Yeah. There was a lot of very uh, strong feelings around, around sexual education. What, what does the bill propose in terms of sexual education? Um, they have a blanket approach there, the unigender. Uh, they're talking about unigender. They use faces like unigender and stuff like that. And my concern at this, and, and, at this point, Clarence, and, and I'm, I'm very realistic around these things. And parents must remember, if Parliament proposes a bill, and they take the bill for public participation, that's just a PR stand. They've already passed that bill in their minds. Because if it comes to a vote, because there's money involved, there's resources involved with public participation, and they are not willing to go back on what they proposed. However, I'm not speaking to Parliament anymore, because Parliament is a bunch of politicians that's so far divided from the reality on the ground. That we know. Now we know. Let's get back to sexual education. The, the position of very many parents was that, or were, well, they they say that it's their responsibility. It's not the teacher's responsibility, and they will speak to their child when the child is ripe uh, for that conversation, ready for that particular conversation. Um, but not all parents are active in their children's lives like that, Vanessa. Unfortunately, that's something that we don't have control over because the curriculum is. Is having the curriculum entails that there's sexual education, life orientation, all of those, that type of things. Mm. However, as parents, and I think this is what we must do, and this is the biggest mess, in my opinion. We must start speaking to the LGBTQ community because the LGBT community are being used in this whole process. In this whole process, they are being used to, to create total chaos. Because what the LGBT community are being used as a tool as if they say, oh, we must fit you in some way. You as the LGBT community, you are more than a pride a parade. You are, you are professionals, you have dreams, you have hope, and we wish that you can become parents and be a family. And when you become parents and be, be a family, then you will realize to which extent a parent will really go to protect these children. I, I know very many and, members of the LGBT community that are parents. So Exactly. And you must, and as the, that community, you must say not in our name. 
Not in our name you're going to break the moral fiber of our communities. If you really want to include the LGBT community as you portray you want to do government, then you will start with consenting adults. Then you will start officially by saying um, on your official forms, recognizing with home affairs in the labor digital. Leave your hands of our children. Hmm. Don't use our children to portray, to portray a certain teacher to the community that you are including them. You are not. You are playing with our children. You say sex is for consenting adults, and therefore uh, <laughs> it's an adult conversation. It's not a kid conversation. Is that, is that exactly okay. why? Why do you feel you need to start with the department? Shots fired. Shots fired. But that's I uh, know Vanessa Larue. Maybe you wanna shoot back at her, of course, verbally. Um, but Vanessa, let's talk about. Uh, minority languages do you feel uh, do you, how do you feel about mother tongue education isn't that the best way to teach our kids it's definitely the best way and i think uh, the two official uh, there's there's a few official we have 11 official languages however and that is the biggest problem that we are sitting with and our and our communities don't know the danger the, the dangerous space they are moving in once you take that uh, decision out of the hands of a SGB, which is the mouthpiece of the community, and you leave it to a HOD, which is a disguised politician at this point, you are moving on dangerous grounds. Then the people don't govern anymore. Then democracy is a threat. And that is why we say, leave it as it is. The governing body represents a community. And that community will decide which language they will teach their children in. Yeah. You started off, you said this Bella Bill, at the start of the conversation. Uh, you said it was what? I'm trying it's a to... contradiction. It's a contradiction. It's a contradiction. Now, you know what a contradiction is? Yes, it is. To the existing laws, even the amendments, if you see, they say um, grade R to grade 12 is compulsory which is saying age 6 to 18. However, the schools say the DBE is only responsible for our children up to the age of seven. Vanessa, I want so you to tell us, explain to us what that contradiction is. We're going to have to wrap and it up. I'm, yeah, and that is why I'm explaining to you. Yeah. I'm saying on the one end they amend it and say uh, compulsory is grade R to grade 12, which is 6 years to 18 years. The schools say the, the DBE is only responsible for our children up to the age of 15. So what happens in the next three years, in, in that three years? They are not responsible for our children. How do we then hold them accountable for that three years? Okay, so if, if that is sorted out, then you're happy with the bill? No, I'm not. <laughs> I think we're going to have it's more conversations of, about it. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources. There's bigger things that they should have amended because these type of bills take so long to be amended. There's bigger things that they should have amended. Bigger fish to fry, says Vanessa LaRue, an education activist representing parents for equal education.